the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador. George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. Welcome to the show on this beautiful Saturday, May 29th, 2021. We have a great show as usual for you, my friends. The uh, border crisis continues, and uh, so do the efforts by the uh, Biden administration, apparently, to make it worse. Uh, there seems to be no effort to let up uh, or to uh, secure the border. I mean, there really, really isn't. We've had, uh, we've, we've seen where uh, in this past week, the Biden administration has actually told ICE, the uh, Immigration Customs Enforcement folks, to uh, let up on, uh, on arresting people and deporting them. Uh, actually told them that. This is, uh, I mean, this is, this is like, uh, this would be the same, my friends, as uh, you turning the, the water spigot on completely and totally uh, in your bathtub and, uh, and, and stopping up the drain, not letting it drain out fast enough. Um, you know, it, it, the insanity, the stupidity it, is just mind-boggling. It really, really, truly is. We have um, uh, a, a, a real crisis, and these folks seem to want to make it better. I don't understand it. You know, uh, I, I've got to go out of my way and criticize Congressman Cuellar of Laredo, uh, right on the border. His brother is the sheriff of, uh, of Webb County, okay? And we've been talking on our show, uh, as you've been listening, uh, to many sheriffs. In fact, we've got two more sheriffs on the show today. But we've, got, we've been speaking to a lot of sheriffs who have uh, gone out of their way to try to do what they can to address the issue, to exchange information, to bring in uh, uh, folks to, who volunteer to uh, provide them guidance. Uh, they've been going out of their way. The sheriff of, of Webb County, Congressman Cuellar's brother, has done zilch. He might uh, arrest a couple of folks. He might uh, put on a show, but he has done zilch. Yes. And, and so it makes you wonder, my friends, are the Democrats, I mean, especially one who is right on the border, whose brother is directly involved in law enforcement, do they care? Do they care? I, I, you know, I, 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 have my, I have my serious doubts, and, and which are being confirmed in the worst way on a daily basis. Okay, so uh, let me tell you who's on our show today, and then we'll get going because I um, uh, don't want to waste too much time. Um, first of all, uh, Sheriff, uh, we've got uh, Mayor Don McLaughlin from Uvalde. Mayor McLaughlin is uh, uh, a, uh, a mayor of a community that's really not on the border, but is actually about 100 miles away from the border. It is uh, between... Uh, Del Rio and San Antonio and his community, my friends, is being uh, ravaged by uh, by run by by cars that, that that are speeding through trucks that are speeding through, trying to get away from the uh, border patrol. Uh, these uh, these folks these these chases that happen in his in his community are uh, bringing a new danger. There's also the issue of, uh, of the illegal aliens that are crossing through, that are walking through the, uh, the community. Uh, he says that he cannot point to it directly, but he says that uh, there has been a large spike in break-ins, in thefts, and everything else. So again, my friends, uh, here we have a, 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 a small community that is being victimized by the, um, 
by 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 the border crisis. We also have um, uh, Chris Hayek from the uh, Im- Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington D.C., who's going to be chatting with us and telling us exactly what uh, is happening in D.C. that's creating all of this problem. We also have um, Sheriff Justin M- uh, Marr from uh, Victoria County. Uh, here in Texas, who's going to be talking about how the uh, border crisis impacting on him, as well as Sheriff uh, Roy Boyd from Travis um, County, uh, excuse me, from Goliad County, Texas. So, uh, my friends, sit back, enjoy, call your friends, tell them to join us. El Conservador, uh, the, the El Conservador show is brought to you courtesy of Border Hawk News, and I thank them for their sponsorship. So uh, thank you for joining us. Call your friends. Sit back. Here's our first guest. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer, uh, here in San Antonio. And we're, uh, we've got a new guest with us. Uh, he's been on, uh, he's been doing the rounds. Uh, he's been uh, with our buddies over at Fox News, and he's been on uh other uh, uh, talk shows, uh, but we wanted to get him on because uh, he's real close, real by, real close by. Uh, mayor Don McLaughlin, who is uh, the mayor of Uvalde, Texas, and uh, Mayor, welcome to the show. Um, I, I, we, uh, you're another one of these communities that's not too close to the border. You're not on the border, but you are certainly being impacted by the border crisis. Talk to us. Tell us about what's going on in your backyard there. Sure. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I mean, one of the things that we're seeing uh, on a daily basis here is is uh, car pursuits where they're uh, fleeing from Border Patrol or DPS. And they're coming into our community. Then uh, our local law enforcement has to join in. And one of the biggest problems we have is they get into our town and they realize they, they're not going to get away, so they'll bail out. Uh, they've bailed out by our local schools now, I think, four times where we've had to put them on lockdown. Uh, and, you know, most of these cars that we're, that we're seeing and most of these human smugglers that we're seeing now, we're finding weapons in these cars. They're not, uh, this isn't your run of a mill, uh, uh, illegal immigrant that we dealt with when we were growing up. We've dealt with immigration all our life here in, in Uvalde. Uh, and we're, you know, we're 60 miles, 68 miles from the border. But this is something that uh, we've had two car chases today already. We caught 43 or 24 last night at 1 a.m. I mean, there's no end to it. And these are young, 18 to 30, military-aged young adult males. They're not not children. Uh, In the Del Rio sector last month, they caught 900 children. They caught 16,500 unaccompanied males. In that... They caught, uh, just last week, they caught uh, 10 sexual predators in one group. And this is what we're seeing in Uvalde. And you know, it, it, we're just inundated with them. We, we, there's been no release. It's like the wild, wild west here. I mean, our sheriff, they're, they're run ragged. Our police department's run ragged. And the Border Patrol, they're spending more of their time with what kids they do catch uh, babysitting them. Our, our local ranchers and farmers... They're, uh, they're at a wit's end. I mean, I, there was a rancher that I talked to yesterday that on Sunday a group of, uh, accosted him on his ranch and asked him for a ride, and he said, no, I'm not giving you a ride. So they said, well, then we're just going to take your truck from you. Uh, you know, didn't happen. Uh, he has happened two pretty mean dogs, and they, they decided to get into the uh, discussion too, and, and uh, they didn't get his truck, needless to say. And by the time Border Patrol got there, the, the group was on to the next ranch. They did eventually catch them, but that's what we're facing on a daily basis. I mean, our, our burglaries are up. Our car burglaries are up. Uh, you know, can I, can I say we've caught them and say it's all illegal immigrants? Uh, no, I can't. But we weren't having them before this surge, not like this. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's a never-ending deal. And... You know, the other thing is there's no accountability for these human smugglers. Uh, you know, they're getting a ticket and released. We need to hold them accountable. We need to start. There need to be consequences for these people that are that are that are smuggling these people because right now they're giving them a ticket and they're releasing them. That's Just last week, 
One smuggler was caught three different times by the DPS. That's outrageous. That is absolutely outrageous. Uh, Mayor, how large of a community, how large of a city do you have, and are your, are your resources being strained by this whole situation? Yeah. We're a town of about 17,000 people, and our resources, I mean, you know, we can't, uh, with the jail commissions and that, we can't, our jail's at 50% capacity, so we're having to let these people go. The sheriff, his deputies are spending more time chasing uh, illegal immigrants are trying to answer calls on illegal immigrants and they are their normal day-to-day business. And our police department's the same way. I mean, we're spending we're spending a good 50 to 60 percent of our day trying to handle immigration matters instead of instead of what we need to be doing. Uh, that's that's incredible. Now, um, one of the situations that we're looking at uh, as far as the uh, the car chases, like you uh, said, uh, is that innocent people. Uh, are getting in the crosshairs. In fact, um, last week uh, I was coming back from uh, from uh, Kenny County, and uh, right there, as I approached your city limits, I got <laughs> well, I literally got run off the road by by a car chase. So uh, you know these um, these situations. I mean, there haven't been any fatalities yet, but uh, or have there been? Well, there hasn't been any with citizens. There's been there's been there's been quite a few the illegal immigrants that have been uh, that have been killed in these car chases and running from these police officers where they broke their car and lost life. I think there's 15 to date that way. But I mean, we had one the other night that hit Uvalde at 120 miles an hour, missed the turn, uh, took out the front of a uh, auto body shop, and then crashed into the building next door. Luckily, uh, had there been any traffic coming or anything. Uh, it could have been, it would have been terrible. It would have been bad. That's it. That's incredible, uh, Sheriff. Given given all this situation, if you had a magic wand, what would you what, what do you suggest? What do you think needs to happen? Well, if I had a magic wand and they, or they let me have control, I, I would shut that border down. I would I would I would if I was the governor, I would have gone back and I would have taken that bill that was in committee and got it out of the committee to, to build the wall in Texas and finish it. And I would shut this border down and say, if the federal government's not going to do it, then we're going to do it as a state. Because we're sitting on a powder keg. It's no longer if if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when. When somebody's going to get shot, whether it be a law enforcement officer, whether it be a, a citizen, or whether it be one of these illegal immigrants. But it's but this border needs to be shut down. There's a right way to come across the border. And that's what people need to be doing. Instead, we're rewarding people for breaking our laws and coming into our country. Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. We're excusing them and, and we're, we're rewarding them. And I think that's, you know, that, if there's anything that, that's causing more of an incentive for people to come across. Well, and they talk about family units. And I was talking to a Border Patrol a patrolman yesterday. They have one little girl now that they have used, the cartel, human smugglers or whatever, have used 12 times now to try to bring somebody across the border as a family unit. She's in the system now under 12 different names. And wow. so that's the story that's not getting out there. What you see, these aren't all innocent family units are coming back. Those little girls in Kumada that they found on Mother's Day, you know, what they suspect now is that they were using them as a family unit so if they got caught, they could claim they were a family. When they got across the border and didn't run into anybody, they left those little girls in that field from 11 months old to 7 years old in a field all night by themselves. That's the type of people you're dealing with. Incredible. Incredible. Mayor, thank you very much for taking time to be with us today. Anything else that you'd like to uh, share with us before we go? Sure. I, I, you know, like I said, this, it, this isn't a Republican thing or a Democratic thing. This is an American citizen thing. And what everybody needs to realize, they may be in Uvalde, Texas today, but they're coming to a town near you, not just us. They're going everywhere. We're, the government has released them all over the United States. And, and, and the funny thing is, they're only sending them to red states right now, like Kansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Nebraska, uh, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota. So be aware that they're not staying here. They're coming to you. Wow, that's amazing. You know, it's like it's like a colonization of America. Uh, incredible. It really is. Mayor, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Folks, we've been speaking with uh, Uvalde, Texas Mayor Don McLaughlin. And uh, I thank you for taking time, and I uh, wish you the best. And 
and uh, the, our prayers for the safety of your of your community. Well, thank you. I really do appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got uh, our our good friend, Chris Hayek, from the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington, D.C. And uh, I wanted to get him on because uh, there have been a lot of uh, town hall meetings that are going on here in uh, South Texas. And uh, people are just at the end of the ropes. They want to know you know what uh, are are what uh, is is the uh, Biden administration doing uh, to stop these this illegal uh, alien invasion as well as the drug uh, contraband that's going on the drug trafficking and um, many people are screaming and yelling and, and demanding that the um, uh, governor shut the border down and which is not really possible. So I wanted to get uh, somebody with a legal mind to please tell us what is going on in Washington. How have we reached this point? And, um, you know, what can be done? Chris, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Talk to us. What can we, what is going on and what can be done? Well, what is going on is an engineered stand down at the border. And you're seeing the result of it. it it's, uh, been, it, it's been the deliberate policy of the administration not to enforce the law, and, and, and that's unlawful uh, against the Constitution and the Administrative Procedure Act. As far as what can be done, um, if this is the federal government's responsibility. So if you have someone, you know, you, you, know, you have the fox running the hen house here, uh, it, it's the federal government's responsibility, and they're not meeting their responsibility. Uh, it, it's not possible under the Constitution for the state to take it over. Uh, and, you know, that they, they are limited in what they can do. And um, Democrats are pushing for even worse things, even more things along these lines, such as defunding the 287G program, where uh, uh, sheriffs deputize, uh, sheriffs uh, deputies are deputized as immigration agents. And, and that, that, that results in a lot more deportation from uh, those counties of criminal aliens. But, of course, the Democrats want the criminal aliens there, and so, so they're trying to defund the program. Um, the only way to stop this at this point is in the courts. And my, my organization is the only uh, public interest law firm in the country that that's dedicated to... Uh, the pro-enforcement side of uh, these court battles. And we, we defended the Trump administration all over the place and, uh, with amicus briefs, and uh, including many times in the Supreme Court. And uh, now we are moving to stop Biden. Uh, we represent Texas in its uh, lawsuit about the COVID aspect of this. And that's very important because Trump had shut down the border by just expelling everybody uh, because of COVID. And Biden, you know, that, that was no good for Biden. I mean, he believes in COVID, but he doesn't care about it when it comes to this. And uh, so he let a lot of these people in. And then that, the whole message that that, that sent and other policies sent, like just ending the weight in Mexico policy, uh gave the cartels the idea that they could just come in, so there's been this uh, surge. But if a court orders a return to the Trump expulsions for COVID, uh, that would be very good. Uh, a larger lawsuit would be one that challenged the deliberate stand-down itself. 
as what is called abdication or a conscious policy of non-enforcement, which is illegal under a law passed by Congress called the Administrative Procedure Act, and it's illegal under the Constitution, the Take Care Clause. You know, the, the very interesting thing is how effective liberals and Democrats have been in the past to tie up issues or to tie up actions uh, that, uh, for example, Trump uh, was taking, uh, to tie them up in the, uh, in the courts. Uh, however, it, it seems like sometimes we, uh, on the conservative side, on the Republican side, don't act that fast. So uh, looking towards what uh, uh, the, the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute early can do uh, is very, very important for us because, I mean, really, uh, you know, I mean, we've got uh, folks, we've got folks that I, you know, some of the town hall meetings that I've heard, that I've attended, people are ready to shoot people, uh, illegal aliens, on their property, which would just cause themselves problems, uh, yet oh, yeah, they are so it, desperate. It would set back the cause because that, that the media would uh, have a heyday over it. Oh, um, gosh, Yes. And, and, but at least that would well. Uh, it, it's yes. It, it's uh, the environment is so strange that uh, what the the in, in the media that that the whole problem going on down in Texas is not nationally known very much. I mean, it, people know about it, but they don't know how bad it is. And they don't know what it's like, and uh, because you know it's not appearing on the evening news. That's true. That's true. You know, I mean, all they know, all they know is that there's illegal aliens crossing. They don't know how. They don't know about the property damage. They don't know. Well, I was telling you a few moments ago. Uh, I'm minding my own business this morning and uh, coming back to the house, and there's a car chase. Uh, where you know, I mean, it it it, it is just incredible how uh, things have become normalized. Things related to illegal immigration have become normalized. And, uh, you know, we can't, we, we can't do that. So the courts have got to be, I guess, the, the, uh, the answer for us, true? Yes, the courts have got to step in, and I think there's an environment now, a, uh, a, a, a climate where some courts at least will realize that and be willing to do so. Because it, it, it's not just that this is bad, bad policy, it's very illegal. And um, as I say, we have uh, cases going on now, and uh, we're going to bring more. And it's, uh, you know, we don't have this. We're, our side of this effort is totally not comparable to uh, the left and the, the anti-borders side. Uh, they, they, they have thousands of attorneys, hundreds of groups that, that could just uh, swing into action you know, whenever Trump did anything and sue based on some flimsy uh, rationale and, you know, bring it in the right court, at, you know, in the Northern District of California and get a quick injunction. And, uh, he, you know, he, uh, that, that, that was really uh, meritless. And eventually that'd be overturned. Often they would, it would be stayed. I mean, we, we went up to the Supreme Court on an emergency basis a number of times to get these kinds of injunctions stayed. Uh, meaning suspended so that the policy would go on during the appeal. Uh, one of those policies was the wall. Uh, the wall was built because we got that stay um, that allowed it to be built while the case went on, even though there was an injunction against it. Um, but anyway, we, we don't have the resources. There are uh, people, though, who are working on this, and it's a great thing to have the state of Texas doing a lot. They, they, they brought in a number of lawsuits. Uh, uh, they've challenged the non-enforcement priorities of the administration, where only a small handful of uh, really bad criminal aliens are, are deported. The other ones are left alone. And um, that that's going on now in the Southern District of Texas. We filed a brief in support there recently. You're giving us you're giving us a glimmer of hope here. <laughs> uh, we're we're getting close to the end here. What uh, what do you what can you what can you tell the uh, the audience before you go? Um, what uh, you know what 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 more glimmer of hopes can you give us? Um, well, there are good courts 
and there are parties withstanding, like the state of Texas, that can bring cases. And, um, uh, for example, the uh, Southern District of Texas enjoined uh, Biden's 100-day deportation pause that he announced on his first day of office. Very quickly after that, uh, it was enjoined and it, you know, it, it, it was stopped. And that's the kind of rulings we're going to need in uh, these other cases. Excellent. Uh, tell the folks how they can uh, support you guys, because obviously we need we need uh, we need attorneys and organizations like Early on our side. How can they support? And how can they get in touch with you guys? Well, well, they can go to our website, which is a very simple uh, address. R I, sorry, it's not that. It's I R L I Early dot org, and uh, the. You can donate there. You can read all about our cases, read our press releases, uh, and so forth, uh, commentaries, on and on. You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, we've been talking with our, with our good friend Chris Hayek from the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute early in Washington, D.C. Chris, thank you for taking time to be with us. Sure, thank you. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer, and we've got a new guest with us. We've got uh, Victoria County, Texas Sheriff Justin Marr, and uh, I met uh, Sheriff Marr this past week uh, at a town hall meeting in Victoria, and I wanted to reach out to him and chat with him because the uh, town hall meeting was all about the border crisis. And uh, strangely enough, uh, Victoria County is not on the border, but it's uh, by Texas terms uh, between tech, between uh, the border and, and Houston. And I wanted to find out from him, how is the border crisis affecting them? How, what impact is it having? So, Sheriff, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Uh, tell us, what, what, what impact is the, um, is the border crisis having on your community? Yes, George, thank you. Uh, Victoria's always been known as the crossroads. Uh, we've got two major highways coming up from the border, Highway 77 and 59, that both merge and lead right through our county. So we're seeing quite a bit of an impact from the, the border crisis, so to speak. The uh, What we're dealing with is you know dangerous vehicle pursuits, um, lots of property damage that ends from these cases. Uh, these smugglers are traveling through three or four different ranches before their truck is finally disabled. So there's lots of damage that way. Uh, not to mention the pursuits themselves are, are dangerous to anybody out on the roadway, and uh, as well as our deputies. Yeah, we uh, we have. I mean, I myself have um, been a victim of a uh, of a car chase that uh, almost ran. Well, they did. They ran me off the road. Luckily, I, I saw them early enough. But, um, you know, this situation with with the car chases and the damage to property, uh, the the ranchers, the people that I heard from there at the uh, at the at the meeting uh, last uh, Monday, uh, there seems to be a lot of folks who are very, very, very upset about what is happening uh, with their property. Yes, sir. Rightfully so. I, th- I think what people are most frustrated with is, you know, I mean, this is a an, an intentional act from our federal government. It's just not fulfilling their constitutional duties. Yeah, I just uh, had a guest on with us, uh, an attorney from Washington, who uh, was telling us about how uh, it is willful that uh, they are not enforcing the uh, immigration laws, and consequently all these people are being encouraged to come across. Uh, Have you seen any violence from them other than the car chases so far? Yes. uh, Back in March, we, uh, my deputies were out, they had uh, ran across a stolen vehicle that was smuggling aliens. 
up in the northern part of our county. They got into a chase with them, and ultimately the vehicle went through about three different property lines and ended on a road at our northern county line. While they were out, they couldn't follow through all the, the brush, uh, but when they located the vehicle, uh, they were out dealing, looking for anybody injured um, and anybody involved in it. There was another vehicle that pulled up on them, and as deputies walked up to approach them, and they didn't know exactly what was going on, if it was just a rancher in the area, uh, that vehicle mashed on the gas and, and ran at the deputies. Long story short, that was also another separate load just coming through that just so happened stumbled right upon our deputies dealing with one just previously. Uh, so that, you know, they attempted to run over the deputies and vehicles that were in the way, and that led us to another chase. Uh, incredible. Now, uh, one of the headaches that uh, we're also hearing about is the issue of the resources of the uh, uh, that uh, you know the uh, county sheriff's offices are having to deal with because well because you're small you're 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 a rural county and uh, you know your budgets are not are not very very large are you are you having problems with that? Uh, we're definitely being affected by it. Um, we are more fortunate than some of our surrounding counties as far as in resources. The tourist quite a bit larger than, than our neighboring counties. So we're probably not as imp- impacted by it as they are, but, I mean, we do feel the effect. And on that, like, that specific day that I was talking about where we were out with one and, and another one came right through, yeah, that day we were stretched pretty thin, even even for us. Uh, Sheriff, one of the things that I keep hearing a lot um because of the frustration, is how some of the um, ranchers, some of the property owners, are uh, you know they're they're becoming so fearful that they're uh, ready to take uh, matter they're they're ready to take matters into their own hands. How do what do you counsel uh, folks as far as as far as uh, uh, detaining, arresting a citizen's arrest, or even shooting at somebody? What do you what do you uh, counsel with them? Well, I mean, we try to educate the public, and you know, the, the most important thing they need to do is uh, contact us, and, and you know, keep in mind their safety. We don't want them just taking pop shots at people trespassing. Uh, if they're if they're genuinely in fear for their lives then, you know, they do have a right to defend themselves. Um, but, I mean, as far as in just the trespassing factor, obviously we don't want anybody to get into a bind there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, the uh, it was very interesting to hear at the town hall meeting that, that discussion because, uh, I, I you know, I, I've got folks that, that call me and say, you know, that they're ready to take the law into their own hands, but, uh, you know, yes, obviously... They, One they thing can't. we just recently added this week, um, after some of the town halls we've had, um, we've got a dedicated tip line for anything human smuggling or, uh, you know, border crisis related um, for people to call. That way it kind of filters some of the, the calls that dispatch is getting and, and we're able to deal with those situations directly. Um Obviously, if it's an emergency or an on-view type thing, they need to just call us regardless. But we have put out that tip line there trying to, to help you, uh, cover some of this. You got it. Sheriff, here at the end, uh, in, in conclusion, if, if you had a magic wand, what would you, what would you do? What, would you, uh, what, things, what actions would you take if you had a magic wand to address this issue, this problem? Well, I would make the federal government do their job, enforce you know, their constitutional duties, and secure our border. We're, we're not a nation without secure borders. You got it. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Sheriff, I hope that, uh, you know, thank you for taking time to be with us, and I certainly hope that your deputies will be, uh, will be safe uh, during this crisis. Yes, sir. Thank you, George, for, for reaching out to me. You got it. Thank you very much. We'll get you back on uh, as things uh, progress one way or another. <laughs> yes, sir. You're right. Have a good one. You too. Take care. 
We've been talking with uh, Sheriff Justin Marr from Victoria County, Texas. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got uh, a new guest with us, a gentleman that uh, I reached out to because uh, I've heard uh, some very good things about what's happening, uh, what he's up to, and uh, some of the stuff that's going on in his backyard as well. Uh, We've been talking with other uh, folks uh, near and along the border, and uh, we want. I wanted to talk to um, Sheriff Roy B- Boyd from um, Goliad County, Texas, and uh, they uh, have also been experiencing some stuff. So, Sheriff Boyd, welcome to the show. First of all, tell us whereabouts your county is located in comparison to the, to the border, and what's been going on in your in your community. Well, Goliad is uh, is about 180 miles from from Laredo, uh, a little over 200 miles from the valley. Uh, and it's where we're about an uh, hour and a half out of San Antonio. Uh, what we've been dealing with is as, as a county that is between the valley and Houston, which is the destination for pretty much all the illegal activity coming out of, uh, out of Mexico, we find ourselves in the corridor that the cartels utilize, not only to traffic drugs, but also for the slave trade. Unfortunately, they've also decided this is a really good uh, staging site for them to place uh, illegal aliens who are being staged to be taken to Mexico to be distributed across the United States throughout the uh, uh, indentured servitude or the slave trade. Wow. Now, uh, I would imagine that in the past you had some activity or some trafficking, but um, uh, what's it like now? Well... uh, I've been doing this for 27 years. There's always been some, and every now and then it will uh, it'll pick up some. Uh, I know, you know, back in the late uh, around 2009 or so, it was it had picked up considerably. But there's never been anything like this. It's always been a trickle, or the stream would rise a little bit. But this is an absolute flood, is what we're facing. Uh, I've never seen anything like this in my career talking to other people who've been in it longer nobody has ever seen anything quite like this the uh the impact on uh, on the ranchers on the uh, property owners what's that been like well i'll tell you we're basically being invaded by transnational criminal cartels they're violating the property and security of our citizens they're setting up stash sites on ranches without permission of the property owners and when they do that not only are they endangering the lives of, uh, of our ranchers because they're bringing in people that we don't know who they are or what their background is, but they're absolutely destroying some of these places. The trash and debris that is left behind is sometimes phenomenal. Uh, if they set up a really large site, we'll have acres of toilet paper and human excrement left behind whenever they're done. Uh, they're bringing stolen vehicles in. They're driving through our county. Uh, they're evading police and engaging in dangerous uh, maneuvers in an effort to try to prevent from being caught. Uh, we also suspect that they're they're running in tandem on on occasions, and they will use the illegal aliens as fodder to try to get us tied up to provide them with first aid after they've dumped them out or they've wrecked the cars to get the dope loads through. And so we're, we're facing a multitude of issues, but they're tearing up fences destroying property and making it to where private property owners can't even utilize their own property. Now, give give the folks an idea of how large uh, uh, your population is and how many deputies you've got, as well as how big the county is that you've got to cover. Yep. Well, that county is just a little under 900 square miles. Uh, 
we uh, we have a population of about 7,500 people. We're predominantly a rural county with only about 1,900 people inside of the city limits of our only incorporated town in, in the county. Uh, we have two deputies on at any given time. That's it. You have to figure that about, yes, sir, and about 70% of your calls require that both of those deputies be there. So it makes it extremely difficult for us to, to get out and deal with everything. When we have a bailout like we had on Monday and like our, our neighboring county, Victoria, had right on our county line yesterday that we helped with, it absorbs 100% of our resources. We have nothing left at that point. Uh, and there are times when even that's not enough. We call for help from the neighboring agencies, and we all have to come together. But on some occasions, it sucks up all of the resources for more than one county. And that's a dangerous thing, because who's providing for the protection of the citizens when we're tied up on a singular event? So it, it's, it's very draining, especially when you consider most of the sheriff's offices around here are running the same number of deputies on the streets they were 20, 30 years ago. The other issue is uh, is the budget, the finance. I mean, uh, you know, how are you guys going to pay for this kind of stuff? Well, that's a really good uh, question. Uh, right now, we're participants in the, in the Stone Garden and the Border Star program. We try to utilize that grant money to go out and be proactive uh, with the issues that are going on tied to transnational criminal uh, activities. Uh, but that's a short-term solution for a long-term problem. Uh, I only have a budget of about $2.3 million to run the sheriff's office. That's not much money. And so when it comes down to it, uh, unless uh, unless you, you have the capacity to increase your budget exponentially each year, it's going to become a problem as this thing ramps up because all we're seeing is more and more activity. There's no sign that this is going to let up. Yeah. Now, I know that you folks, that you and the county judge... Uh, have been uh, meeting with with uh, your residents as well as with uh, other county officials and uh, surrounding counties, um, maybe even with state. I'm not sure. What uh, What do you think needs to happen? What are your recommendations, or what do you hear? Well, at the local level, all we can do is put a bandaid. We're treating symptoms, and it's all we have the capacity or the ability to do, legally and logistically. The solution is not going to come from the federal government, who has absolutely failed us. Uh, they have no intention of fixing this. This is actually part of the plan that the federal government has going on at this time. I'll pull no punches. It's just what it is. federal government wants this. This is the transition to a Marxist state. This is part of it. And if you know the history of other nations, you'll understand exactly how it functions. This is this is that transition to go from a republic to eventually a communist state. And we're in that, in that process. The only person, in my opinion, who can solve this problem is the governor. The governor is going to have to call the president of Mexico and give him an ultimatum. You have 48 hours to shut off the flow of illegal aliens into my state, or I'm going to shut down all of the ports of entry. Shut down all of the shut down all of the, the roadways coming in from Mexico and choke them off. The only way to fix this is not on our soil, but on their soil. And you have to make the economic hurt from the loss of legitimate commerce greater than the economic gain of the illegal commerce that the Mexican government is receiving at, through the cartel. You have to make economic pain for Mexico and force Mexico to stop it. And then if they will stop it, then you can open up a port every seven days. Unless it starts up again, then you shut them down again. And if they don't want to deal with it, then they can drive themselves around to New Mexico to bring their trade into the United States. I understand that's a painful thing, and a lot of people may not like that, but you're going to have to have a short-term pain in order to survive this long-term uh, issue that we're facing. Because if we don't stand up and do something, we're going to lose our sovereignty, we're going to lose our country, and people don't want to know what happens once we make the transition to a communist state. It is not going to be pretty. I couldn't agree more. Oh, my gosh. I think that's eloquently, beautifully, well, very, very well put. Uh, you know, we, we on this program have always said, you know, that we've got to stop encouraging 
uh, illegal immigration by, uh, you know, we excuse it and then we reward it. Uh, we let them stay. We let them, we give them housing. We do all sorts of things, give them money, you know, and uh, and we've got, I mean, there, there's no pain in breaking the law. <laughs> exactly. You know, the the thing that the thing that pains me is is not only the potential loss of our nation for our, our children and, and you know people's grandchildren we're going to lose and give up the freedoms that we have come to enjoy because we we had a nation that was built on biblical principles that is now turning its back on God and if we do not return to being a God-fearing nation who who behaves in a way that it's supposed to then we are going to we are going to lose our way, and we are going to lose lose our freedom. And once you lose it, you're not going to get it back. And people just don't understand that. And selling out our freedom for convenience is not something that I'm willing to do. That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, it's all it's all about this this uh, morality of uh, of convenience that uh, the liberals p- produce. That you know. It's not wrong uh, if it's convenient to you. Uh, you know there there are laws, there are rules, there are commandments. <laughs> so yes, that is correct. Yo, uh, sheriff, we need to uh, close out. Anything, anything that you'd like to uh, share with the with the folks before we go? I think that uh, the only thing I can say is we're going to have to try to get the governor to do something because if he doesn't act, and in my belief. And the Attorney General didn't argue with me when I told him the governor is the only person who can actually bring this to an end. And he is going to have to quit standing around with his finger in the air trying to figure out which way the wind's blowing. And he's going to either be the governor who saved this country and saved this state, or he's going to be the one who sold our children down into a path of Marxism and communism. Very well said. Thank you very, very much, folks. We've been talking with uh, Sheriff Roy Boyd from uh, Goliad County, Texas. Sheriff, you be safe, and thank you for, for taking time to be with us. God bless you, George, and God bless your listeners. Thank you. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Folks, once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio. Thank you for joining us today on our show, my friends. Uh, We uh, try to bring you as much information directly about what is going on uh, with the border crisis here because, um, you know, it's obvious. It's obvious that uh, the border crisis news is old news to the mainstream media, and therefore they're not covering it as much. What they are covering, of course, is the whole issue of uh, whenever a, an illegal alien gets uh, in trouble, they run a sympathy piece. And they certainly are running a lot of sympathy pieces about the children that are being victimized. However, they don't talk about how, how the Biden administration is helping to victimize these kids. If, uh, if the Biden administration was not rewarding people for bringing their kids or for, bring, or, or for family reunification, as they call it, these kids would not be victimized. They wouldn't be coming. That's the fact, my friends. We uh, we must get tough on that aspect of it. But you know, again, the uh, we seem to have a, a very very weak uh, heart when it comes to uh, uh, being strong on these kind of issues, my friends. We've got to get tough. It's called tough love for the rest of the world. The other issue, my friends, is, is how the uh, Spanish language media is playing it up. I mean, it is uh, it, it is being uh, used by the Spanish media, and Jorge Ramos makes no uh, qualms about it. Jorge Ramos, the uh, the lead uh, the the lead uh, spokesperson for uh, uh, Univision, uh, he I mean he t- he sa- t- tells everybody. <clears throat> that he welcomes this uh, illegal immigration, or this immigration, as he calls it, um, because uh, it's beneficial to the uh, Spanish-language media. So the only thing they care about is just the dollar signs that they see. They want more Spanish speakers so that they can uh, sell more product. And again, my friends, they have it has nothing to do with integrating these people that are coming in. It has nothing to do with integrating them and assimilating. They are not going to make them... Uh, Americans, they're going to keep them Latinos, and and separate 
but unequal. And then they're going to play up that unequality as a fault of the United States, as a fault of our republic system, republic republic form of government, uh, as racism, etc., etc. My friends, we need to vote out. That's the best thing that I can tell you. We need to vote out every single Democrat from dog catcher all the way to the, to the presidency. We need to vote them out because, my friends, these people are proving to be anti-American. They are proving to be anti-antagonistic to the Constitution of the United States. They don't care about laws. They don't. So, uh, once again, thank you for joining us today, my friends. If um, you want to uh, hear past shows, let me encourage you to go to uh, Blog Talk Radio or to uh, KLUP El Conservador, and you can hear past shows. You can um, uh, listen to past uh, interviews. You can listen to this show. Um, please help us to uh, distribute this program. Help us to share it with folks. People need to understand what is going on in our backyards uh, at the border. They, people need to know what's coming to their backyard with the illegal immigration. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on MeWe. We can, you can find me all over the place, my friends. So uh, once again, thank you for joining us uh, we uh, thank Border Hawk News for being our sponsor. Uh, if you are interested in inviting me to come speak uh, at, at an event, please contact, please feel free to contact the station, KLUP here in San Antonio, or contact uh, uh, my, me through uh, social media, and uh, I will be glad to arrange and see when uh, I can come out and, and, and visit with you. Uh, until next time, my friends, please let's pray for our nation. Please let's do whatever we can to uh, encourage our politicians to get a backbone and, and stop, uh, stop tolerating illegal immigration. We must have zero tolerance of, of illegal immigration. We must stop rewarding it and excusing it. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer.